This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Okay, just imagine you have a housing loan mortgage of about $1 million, okay? You took it several years ago at 2% interest rates. Today, your bank calls you up and says the rate is 4.5%. What this means is you will be coughing up more than double the amount just to finance your mortgage. Meanwhile, a share of your monthly instalment allotted to paying down the mortgage will fall. What this means is not only that you are paying a lot more, but you will be sitting on that loan for a lot longer. Welcome to Invest Talk. This is a series by the Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. At Invest Talk, we talk money matters and all things related to investing. We want to give you that extra edge in managing your hard-earned money. I'm Lee Su Shen. And I'm Ven Srinivasan. Both of us are associate editors and senior columnists at The Straits Times. Now in this episode, recorded in November 2023, we will look at the impact of continued higher interest rates on the business and investing environment. Earlier in 2023, the market had been expecting that the US Federal Reserve would halt its actions later in the year after a couple of hikes. Some economists even expected rates to start coming down as economies went into a slowdown. The US Fed has raised rates in 2023, with the last in July between 5.25 and 5.5%. There was then a pause in September and again in November, when no action was taken. Despite the pause, Fed officials have signaled that rates may have to remain higher for longer than markets had initially expected if inflation is to sustainably return to the central bank's 2% target. While US inflation is much lower than the June 2022 peak of 9.1%, the September 2023 figure of 3.7% was still above expectations. Therefore, Let's look more closely at what this environment means for investors. What does it mean for the stock market? What does this mean for businesses and investors? Also, what does it mean for savers as well as borrowers? Let's start off by discussing why rates are expected to remain higher for longer. Then, why do you think inflation has been so tricky to tame? The US job market has indeed demonstrated strength. Hi, Sushan. Despite holding rates steady at the last meeting, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell warned that the central bank would act if inflationary pressures built up again. Inflation is a beast which central banks have often found very difficult to tame. The last time the Fed had a serious problem with runaway inflation was in the late 1970s, when inflation hit double-digit rates on the back of soaring energy prices. The Fed chairman at that time, Paul Walker, raised interest rates to as high as 20% to tame inflation. Households and businesses felt the brunt of the monetary tightening. By the end of the 1980s, inflation had ebbed and the US economy was booming. While inflation of the current era is high, it is nowhere close to what it was in the 1970s or the early 80s. But like that era, the inflation of the past 22 months has been largely caused by a combination of demand and supply. On the demand side, loose monetary policy during the COVID years 
left a lot of money in the pockets of households and balance sheets of companies. Revenge spending kicked in during the post-COVID years as consumers who had money stashed away during the 2020-2021 years started deciding to spend. Also, the labour market tightened as the demand for workers rose as businesses started up again. Companies raised wages and salaries to lure back people to work. Now, we are seeing tight labour markets. Also, full employment and higher salaries means more spending power. So this fuels demand and consumption growth. But on the other hand, supply chain crunches hit the markets as well in 2021 and 2022. Events like the war in Ukraine further hit supply side as shipments of commodities drastically fell. Fortunately, inflation has come down, not just because the market is adjusted, but also because of the year-on-year base effect on the data. We are now just above 3% inflation in the US. So the Fed has decided to pause for a second time after raising its key rates to the highest level in 22 years. The question is whether they will raise it once again next month in December, or pause, or perhaps even pivot next year. At this stage, it is anyone's guess. No one really knows. Every analyst has his own take. The Fed has said its decision will be data-driven. But what happens to data, prices, labour market and consumption will be critical in the months to come. With this backdrop in mind, let's turn to looking at businesses. After the COVID-19 pandemic, as you said, some firms still retain healthy cash balances due to their government's fiscal support. Despite inflation picking up, profit margins were generally maintained. However, as earnings moderate and as debt servicing costs are likely to move higher, the risk is that companies may not be able to tough it out. This may result in firms having to draw down their cash buffers to manage their higher debt servicing costs. This may result in firms having to draw down their cash buffers to manage their higher debt servicing costs. In other words, the longer the higher rates last, the higher the risk is that economies will slow down. Then, what do you see as the impact on businesses if rates continue to be elevated for longer? Most analysts expect rates to remain at current levels till at least the second quarter of 2024. This means higher borrowing costs for households and businesses, and also higher interest rates on deposits. The implication of higher borrowing costs should never be underestimated. The implication of elevated rates will come in a lagged fashion, about six months down the road, perhaps. If consumers and businesses feel the pinch, there could be painful economic contraction by the middle of next year. Many economists are also questioning whether the 2% inflation target set by the Fed is a reasonable and achievable target given the current geopolitical and supply-side realities. Many experts like Mohammad Al-Aryan, the former CEO of PIMCO, reckon a 3% target might be a better option. In any case, if rates continue to stay higher for longer, companies with borrowings will see the cost of financing rising and ultimately eating into their profits. If profitability or earnings come down, the market will re-rate these companies. The net impact will be a downward rating of the market, especially for companies which are geared. In the Singapore context, the sector that most at risk 
is property and S REITs segment, where leverage is usually 30 to 40 percent. So maybe let's move to talking about savers. What would this environment mean for savers? Certainly for them, they won't be too disappointed if the rates continue to be elevated. In September, the six month Treasury bill, T bill, had offered a cutoff yield of 4.07%, one of the highest so far. And the recent T-bill for early November came back with a cutoff yield of 3.75%. Fixed deposit rates have also moved higher in November. A check of the various promotions shows that one bank is offering about 3.5% for three months for a sum of $50,000 and above. Another is offering a fixed deposit rate of 3.1% for a minimum sum of $10,000. These rates in general are higher than the 3% and below that we had seen just a couple of months ago. For savers or cash-rich individuals, this is of course a very sweet spot. A lot of money has been parked in risk-free money market investments and deposits, like top-grade bonds, treasury bills, fixed deposits and such. These provide about 4% return on average, and none of the uncertainty and volatility of the markets. In fact, in the U.S. alone, there is some U.S. $6.6 trillion of cash sitting in deposits and low or no-risk money market funds. The returns are decent in the face of elevated interest rates. So yes, the high interest rate environment is good for those with excess cash and low or no borrowings. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Let's get back to the conversation with my co-host and colleague, Ven Srinivasan. So Ven, how about those investors who have net cash? They should be cheering these elevated interest rates. In fact, they may almost be better off, given that inflation has also eased since a year ago so their real return may be quite respectable. However, it is the opposite if you are a borrower. What's the impact on them? Okay, just imagine you have a housing loan mortgage of about $1 million, okay? You took it several years ago at 2% interest rates. Today, your bank calls you up and says the rate is 4.5%. What this means is you will be coughing up more than double the amount just to finance your mortgage. Meanwhile, a share of your monthly instalment allotted to paying down the mortgage will fall, assuming you can only afford, say, about $1,500 monthly. What this means is not only that you are paying a lot more, but you will be sitting on that loan for a lot longer. Higher interest rates may be a boon for cash-rich savers, as you put it, but it is a curse for anyone who has a loan, especially a housing mortgage loan. Right, Ven. So for those still with the mortgage loan, if you haven't locked in your rates, perhaps you may consider paying off some of that loan with your year-end bonus. Let's turn to discussing equity investors. As you said, those who are holding S-REITs may be finding it a bit of a challenge. Despite this volatile market situation, do you think equity investors should still be in the market? Well, the million-dollar question is what should investors do given all the uncertainties that the market's facing? Adopting a defensive posture makes sense in such an environment, but staying out of the markets altogether to seek shelter in cash does not make sense. 
It still makes sense to stay invested, but what's important is to invest gradually, carefully, and selectively instead of trying to time the market and take concentrated bets. While the short-term outlook seems somewhat challenging, the medium-term outlook is promising. Bond yields could eventually fall in 2024 if inflation cools meaningfully due to a recession or a sharp economic slowdown in the US. In such an instance, the Fed could pivot to a dovish stance and even cut rates. And this has historically been good for equity and bond markets. So if rates come down, a large portion of the funds that are now parked in risk-free deposits will seek to migrate to relatively higher-yielding investments, including equities. In summary, with an environment of elevated interest rates, cash-rich investors can enjoy the prospect of higher returns for longer. The short-term outlook for the equity markets may be somewhat uncertain, but the medium-term outlook is more promising. I'm Lee Sushen. And I'm Ven Srinivasan. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Invest Talk, a series by the Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. If you'd like to read our columns, there are links in our podcast text description. Happy investing! That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note, all analyses, opinions, Recommendations and other information in this podcast are for general information purposes only and are not intended to be relied upon as financial advice. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties. All opinions expressed by participants in this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of SPH Media.